Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roundtable Podcast with Miles, Joe, and Zach. You can find us on Twitter at PodRoundtable. Feel free to DM us with any content ideas or anything of the like. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. Tonight, me and Zach, no Miles, unfortunately, some tech issues, and we got to get that boy a new computer. But I would say the tech issues being the absolute lack of a computer. Yeah, just just computers are just not not a thing in the uh, in Miles's possession at World. the moment. Yeah, you know, it's, he it's, just doesn't have one. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But here we are, and we're going to be talking NFL. Pretty much all NFL stuff. We're going to start with the head coaches, head coaches that have been hired over the past couple of days. Most of the jobs have been filled. So we'll kind of give you our reactions, our takes, um, some kind of thoughts we have, but maybe who's still out there, who we'd like to see get hired in other places. And, you know, we'll touch upon some other stuff going on in the NFL and then kind of look ahead a little bit to the conference championships coming up this weekend. So, Zach, starting with NFL head coaches, the first, I think, big hire everyone's talking about. Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, certainly a good hire. Uh, I don't see how it it really can't be. He's been sought after since he was at Ohio State, and obviously he wasn't um, he wasn't coaching recently, right? Because of the health situ- uh, situation or something like that. Like he retired from coaching yeah, Ohio like State. Air quotes. Yeah, health um, issues. And then Ryan Day took over. Whatever. I don't know something like that. I don't follow Ohio State that well, that much. But you got um, it all right though. I did get it, so I'm just clairvoyant. Um, no, but I I don't think based on the other hirings we've seen this offseason that we'll get to, I don't think you can say the Jags made a bad hire with Urban Meyer. Like I think that's a generally good consensus hire. Um, he was doing something right at Ohio State because Ohio State's always good year after year. Um, whether that's because of see this is what I kind of boil down to sometimes. Like sometimes I was kind of doing this myself. I was like, sure, Urban Meyer's a good head coach, but maybe is he boosted because of the players that are coming there? And it's like, well, sure. But is he boosting the players himself? And then are the players coming there because they want to be coached by Urban Meyer and like the Ohio State factor and all that? So like whatever way you shuffle it, Urban Meyer was a good hire because there was some attraction there um, dating back to Ohio State. Uh, I can't speak to his X's and O's and stuff again. I don't know shit about what Ohio State ran or what his, the inner workings of his mind were there. Like, I don't know what he did for the program uh, X and O wise, but Put it, put it down to this. Ohio, Ohio State, <coughs> Jesus, Ohio State, um, very successful program year after year. Always generally uh, ranked, as far as I know. Um, and he's always behind that, so he gets the credit for it. So, yeah, sure. I mean, good hire for the Jags. They needed somebody because they just haven't had good coaches in, I don't know, what feels like a thousand years. Like, what was the last one? Doug Marone? Is that is that who that was? Yeah, Doug Marone. Ugh. I mean, they had that one good year where they went to the AFC Championship game, but like... But even then, do you remember, um, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was actually, it was a Snapchat memory for me the other day. Do you remember when he was getting interviewed right before the AFC Championship game by uh, some of the media members down in in Jacksonville, and they were like, he was doing the thing, he's like, we gotta come out with more, um, more, uh," and he couldn't think of the word, and the word was urgency, and one of the... One of the guy, uh, one of the uh, interviewers, was like, Are "You thinking of the word urgency?" He's like, "No, no, not urgency." And he kept dragging his feet. He's like, "Urgency. We just need some more urgency." Like he, the guy's a dumbass. He is so fucking stupid. Like I couldn't stand to listen to that guy talk. Him and his stupid shades on the sidelines. Like 
I'm not even a Jacksonville fan. I'm so glad he's gone. I have to watch him anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the hire. I think one thing that, I mean, here's the thing. Jacksonville hired, like, the professional turnaround guy. Like, the one thing Urban Meyer's been known for, or one of the things he's been known for, is that, like, his first head coaching job was at Bowling Green. I, like, looked, I had this looked up a while ago, and I'm just, like, <laughs> have the notes in front of me. Um, You're doing your homework. Oh, yeah. You know, when we get into rigorous sports debates with people in group chats, I have to be ready to pull out all the stops. I understand. Um, I'm not someone that's just going to blow smoke. I need to I need to have, like, all the facts and figures so I can bury you alive. <laughs> so, took his first job at Bowling Green, and they went 8-3. and three. They were a losing team. Before the team was 2-9 and nine before him. So, that's a, that's a sizable jump. And then they went 8-3. and three. He then went to Utah after two years, and in Utah's first year, they went ten and two. And I'm pretty the, sure they had a losing record the year before. Okay, there it is. Then he went to Florida, went nine and three. Pretty sure they might have had a losing record before. I can double check that one. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that Utah did, so I don't need to look, check at that one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they went seven and five the year before. Then they went nine and three when, when he got there. So I mean, still a jump. Yeah, still a jump. And then obviously, you know, he was at Florida for a couple of years, won some national championships, um, had Tebow and some scandals about how there was like 30 people arrested while he was there and <laughs> he had no control over the locker room. But then we'll sweep that under the rug. For yeah, the sake we'll, of the eh, we'll leave it under the rug and then waited until 2011. So he was he took a couple of months off, maybe a full season off potentially. Yeah, because he took, he took a, his first year as Ohio State, they went twelve and out. There you go. So they he, win where he goes, they win. Where yes, where he goes, they win. And I think if you're concerned about his schematics and X and O stuff, I also cannot speak to what Urban Meyer does as like a scheme. What I can tell you is he coached Alex Smith at Utah to be the number one pick. He coached Tim Tebow in Florida, who got drafted in the first round. With fooled the worst someone, ever. Yeah. <laughs> fooled Josh McDaniels, who I think yes. we'll talk about later. But, yes, like, got success out of him, went to Ohio State, and, like, championships there. Like had Got Brax- success out of three different quarterbacks. Cardell Jones, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett, um, Cardell Jones, and Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. Like, that's Braxton I, Miller, yeah. I don't think, ever played quarterback in the NFL. No, I don't. He was wide receiver in the Texans. I don't know whatever happened to JT Barrett. Didn't go to the league. And then Cardell Jones was what a third or fourth round pick. The dude's a bum. Yeah, and then he and then he ended up going to the XFL. Like um, he the, he like, he gets a, he gets the most out of his players. And so some people have said like you know that rah rah like motivational stuff that he does like it won't work in the NFL. It'll work. It works with college kids. It won't work with adults. And so that remains to be seen. Like, I don't know if that's going to be an issue for him. But realistically, like, I mean, it works, for, it works for Pete Carroll. Yeah. I mean, like, Pete Carroll had to. Here's the thing is that most people get head coaching jobs in bad situations to start. Right. Like you need to if you're going to be a first time NFL head coach, like 85 to 95 percent of the time, you're going to get hired into a bad situation because like they need a coach and like those are the types of teams that are going to take a flyer on a first-time head coach or a first-time NFL head coach 
Mm -hmm. depending like if you've come from college versus maybe if you didn't like you're going to be looked at a little bit differently but like look at the coordinators we're going to go over in the next couple of teams we're going to go over like some of these teams they're like well we need a head coach let's try this guy let's see how it goes they're all trying to find the next sean mcveigh yeah and like sometimes you just need a team to take a chance on you for it to work Mm -hmm. out or just to get some experience then a lot of times people say like your second head coach job is the one where you're really measured of like okay like do you have it what it takes or not like yeah are you gonna suck or no so i think urban's a little bit different because like he's been a head coach for so long that like i have less concerns about that there's some things with the like again like x's nose like i don't know there's been reports that he's trying to make like get a scheme or get a um a coaching staff that's all nfl head nfl scheme guys like all like guys that are experienced at the coordinator level in the NFL mm-hmm. and are like good at drawing up schemes. So like I think it's he's kind of he's kind of figuring out like what's gonna fit for him. Um, Didn't he already bring someone over with him? Schefter tweeted out someone was coming with him. I honestly or was that somebody was that somebody else? Somebody already has a coordinator lined up to come with him. That was a quarterback. I'll, I'll look. You know what? Let me do my own homework, Joe. You can you can keep talking. I'll look this up real quick. All right. Um. But yeah. So like. I don't I, I like it. I've I've heard, had some people, friends and stuff like talk to me about like what they think of it and they don't like it. They think he's a bum. He's a fraud. And it's like, I mean, yeah, you can say like it's the Jaguars and like maybe it'll suck. But here's the thing is that like. It's a pretty it's got to be one of the most desirable. It's it's easily one of the top. I think it's one of the top two desired coaching jobs in the NFL when the they Jaguars? all started the Jaguars. Yeah, for me, it was the Jaguars and the Chargers. Because the Jaguars have a ton of cap space, an owner that's willing to pay and upgrade the facilities, and you have the number one pick. And I think you have two firsts, if I remember correctly, and like two uh, seconds or something. I do believe, yeah, they have a lot of picks this year. They have a lot of picks. They may not have two firsts. I'd have to double check that. But you get, you're going to a team where you're getting the most, one of the most highly touted quarterback prospects in the recent memory. He's they been have the first and the twenty fifth. Yeah. Okay. So two firsts, and mm-hmm. he, you're getting Trevor Lawrence at number one, who has been this like god of a recruit since high school, and sure, like how many number one high school recruits end up being great NFL quarterbacks? My question more is how many of those guys end up even being the great college quarterback that Trevor Lawrence was? Yeah. Like he's shown you that. He compete. He competed at the highest level in college, and is earning scouting grades that were the same as Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Like he is as one of the best prospects we've seen come out as a quarterback in a while. And like, sure, he could be a bust. Like anything can happen. But Urban gets to pick that guy number one, and has cap space. Can get the facilities. He's already told the owner like these facilities aren't even close to what we had at Ohio State. You need to fix that. Has he really? Yeah, that was that was reported. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, good on him though. Like, don't coming in like, look. If you want me to change the program, we got to do this. Like, let's. Yeah. Let's put our nose to the grindstone. And it's funny because like, <laughs> I was like, did uh, anybody tell Urban like you can legally pay your players? Like, it's okay, man. Yeah, no, you can. You guys can come along this time. Like, I'll I'll give you the money this time. Like, right up front, you don't have to do anything and no shady things or anything. Like, I'll pay you yeah. to come here. Um, did you talk about how? Because I was looking up the who brought who. Um, it was not Urban Meyer. It was um, Robert Oh, Saleh, yeah. Saleh. He brought Mike LaFleur with him. Um, I remember Matt that LaFleur's now, yeah. Brother. 
He brought, um, let's see, yeah, he, Michael Fleur was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco with Salah, um, and he's bringing him to the Jets to be his offensive coordinator. So that's what um, had jogged my memory. But when I was looking that up, did you talk about how Urban Meyer openly told them the half the reason I'm coming here is because of the draft pick situation? Is that how you got onto him saying he has like two firsts, two seconds? No, I just was saying it's a desirable job. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I don't know if you saw that that report. I'm sure you did, but um, actually, no. There was either he told the owners or Schefter reported or a Rapport. I know you have a, a beef with Rapport, but it was well reported um, in NFL uh, circles that a huge reason he was coming uh, to Jacksonville was because of their caps or their their pick situation. Like he felt he could win. I think he actually he said it. Hold on, I might just switch course right here. I think he legitimately said. Um, that the reason I'm coming here is because of like their their pick situation. Like he wants to work with Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, that's exactly what he said. I just it was during his press conference that he said that he's he's very open to coming here because of um, the future he sees and that he wouldn't go to a place that he didn't think he could win in. So he's expecting to win right away um, and see a major improvement with Trevor Lawrence behind center. Yeah, I mean, and that's why like I think like this is a different scenario where like. Sure, he's going to be a first-time NFL head coach, but this is a guy that people have wanted for a long time to come to the NFL, mm-hmm. and he waited until he was able to get the quarterback he wanted in the draft, cap space, extra picks, and an owner that's going to let him do what he wants. Yeah. Like, he, he waited for the perfect job for him, and sure, maybe it won't work, but he put himself in the best position possible for a first-time NFL head coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I I hundred percent agree because like you see that like a lot like people have been wanting Lincoln Meyer or Lincoln Meyer Jesus um Lincoln Riley to come out <laughs> Lincoln Meyer Lincoln <laughs> Riley to come out of um Oklahoma right yeah um they've been wanting him to make the the move to the pro ranks for a while and uh it was like it was talked about last every off year season. it sounds it, for some reason I feel like Jerry Jones in like a, like sunglasses and like a hat <laughs> and like the jacket all the way up is like going to like Schefter and goes hey I hear uh, Lincoln Riley might go to Dallas this year you didn't hear it from me like just I mean, leaks no. it into the world and for real just like to it's, see it's, if it sticks and it's like it, Lincoln Riley's like what are you talking about I didn't say this I just didn't say I'm this staying at all. in Oklahoma what are you talking about but like Lincoln Riley's Riley is always in the news for like watch for maybe he's making the move to the pro ranks it's just so like I do I 100% um, applaud Urban Meyer for picking and choosing his spots like you kind of saw what happened with Nick Saban when he went to Miami, um, the Dolphins, that being not university. Uh, when he moved, made his move to the pro ranks, it didn't go great. Um, it was less than ideal, I would say. And since then, now people th- say, yeah, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever, he dominates the college ranks, but didn't really, really prove it at the NFL ranks. And it's like, as soon as you don't prove it once, like that can stick with you. Um, even for first-time head coaches, like Josh McDaniels kind of has that hanging over his head that he bombed in Denver. Um, he also has the struggle of like doing anything left, right. He left Indy at the altar, and yeah, they're gonna hold that against him too. But yeah, I don't know. Which is one hundred percent the right. Well, not. I I get what their I get their uh, frustration with that. Like that is a fairly sleazy thing to do if you're Josh McDaniels. But yeah, um, I don't think their their anger is misplaced there. But point being, like I applaud for I applaud Urban Meyer for waiting and like choosing where he wants to go and making sure it's the right situation for what he feels. Um, he could accomplish. So I'm on board that hire. So next head coaching hire, uh, we already kind of briefly touched about it, touched upon it. Robert Saleh or Salah. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure how to say it. So I apologize. Just wish um, I knew how to say it. But 
he's going to the Jets. It's it's a good hire. I like mm-hmm. the hire. I think he should have got hired as a head coach last year, um, especially with what that defense looked like last year. Like he showed that like he's a good defensive coach. Um, his coach, his players loved him, and it's, he's got a lot of um, he's got a lot of fire on the sidelines. So, like he's a passionate guy. He's not like yeah. a, he's not just a cardboard cutout sitting there. Yeah, and so like I think that's a good hire. I think he should have been hired last year. He's going to the Jets. <laughs> that could be troublesome. Granted, they do have the second pick, so it, it's tough. But at the same time, it's like I look at some of those jobs. I'm like, I'd rather coach for the Jets. If it if it booms, like if if you're the guy to turn around the New York Jets, kind of like the whole um, like the whole mystifying thing with the Knicks. Like if you can get the New York Knicks back on track in basketball, they're gonna love you. Like if you can get the Jets back on track in football, there's like a that's that's a real boom play for you. Like if if you go there, people are gonna notice immediately. Like Jets are a big organiz- uh, a big time organization. They're they're not a small market at all. Um, they have the second pick. They have Sam Donald still there. They have. No, I'm pretty sure they have like a bunch of cap space. They have a new, they have cap space. They have two firsts. Um, they might have two seconds because of the. I don't know if they have two seconds, but they have two firsts because of the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah. So point being, like, it's not like he's like the Jets are thought of as a bad place because of like because of honestly Adam Gase. Like Adam Gase is a complete dumbass. Um, nothing there goes right. And I think part of that might be Adam Gase's fault. So it's more the fact of like, it's kind of like how the Patriots were thought it was like a loser organization before Belichick came around. And like, well, really Parcells and, and Pete Carroll and stuff like that. But the idea that an organization is a loser franchise and a loser organization really stems from who's running it. So if you can change the guy who's running it, like it's no longer oh, the New York Jets. It's like, okay, he's got the New York Jets. Like, the New York Jets were respectable when Rex, Rex Ryan was there. They were taking, they were going to AFC Championship games. Um, they were constantly a thorn in the side of Belichick and the Patriots. Um, and so, I mean, they've fallen from that, obviously. But point being, like, it's it's not like the Jets is more of a problem because of Gase and like the people there, not um, not the actual franchise itself, quote unquote. Like, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's always who's running it. Like, it's who's running it, and like, can you find a quarterback? Those are the only things that are, like are keeping a franchise down. Like, look at Miami. Like, Miami's had, like, they have just haven't been able to find a quarterback. Yeah. And, like, they actually, actually, they had one, but they were pairing him with the wrong coach because clearly Ryan Tannehill is a pretty damn good quarterback. It's yeah, just, he ended up working out. You had Adam Gase at the time, so you were really boned. So, and now they have the coach in Brian Flores, but no one believes in Tagovailoa. Um, yeah, no one's... Which is, no one's, which is a tough report to come out already, but... Yeah, it's... Apparently they're not sold on Tua right now, but like yeah, I mean I agree. I think he's got the second pick in the draft. That can be a whole plethora of things. If <laughs> if he if Robert Salah is like you know what, I believe in Sam Darnold. I've I watched some tape. That's a guy that I wouldn't want to have to game plan against if there was a competent coach behind him. That like because we've seen the flashes. We've seen the we saw the like the long touchdown run. We saw the like ridiculous cross body bullet he threw. Like he has talent. It's just like. Can someone develop him or yeah. get something out of him? And so if if he's like, yeah, I think we can get something out of this guy, like you're sitting at number two where you can either just take the best player available, which is probably going to be Panay Sewell, tackle out of Oregon. That's yep. what I had read originally was that he's the best prospect in the draft. That's not a quarterback. Then I saw some things about some people saying there's another really good tackle that might be better than him. So I'm not sure. But everything I'd seen yeah. before that said Panay Sewell was like, 
the guy to go top five at tackle, if not top three. So you can take him. They've had a lot of trouble with their offensive line. You could trade back to a quarterback needy team and only move back like four spots. Like the draft is like going to be that competitive, I feel like, where, oh, excuse me, we're competitive where like if you need a quarterback, but you're at like eight, nine, ten, you might not get one you want. And so is someone going to someone if you're sitting at two and you're like we're comfortable with Darnold which has been reported by the way Schefter not really reported but it was like Schefter kind of one of those like wink wink like I believe in my gut feeling says this yeah he he said he'd be surprised he'd be surprised if it wasn't Darnold Mm -hmm. so if it's not if they if they're happy with Darnold I'm sitting there at number two and I'm like all right cool we can who wants to trade up fleece a team we can fleece a team Carolina you realize you have buyer's remorse with Teddy B? What do you got? Oh, yeah. my former team in the 49ers, you don't believe in... you. Oh, you don't Jimmy believe G? in Jimmy G anymore? And you can cut him and save $25 million in cap space? Send us picks, my friend. And you can come get Justin Fields or Zach Wilson if whichever, you feel that highly about whichever him. One you th- whichever one you want. Like, I think that's a great spot to be. And then if mm-hmm. you are, but if you're like, yeah, we think Darnold's the guy, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, but I don't want to pass up on one of these two kids. Like, then you take him and trade Darnold. Like, you have you potentially have someone that's been reported that you believe in or that the team thinks they want to give another year to with the ability to also get the next guy. Like, it's it's a great spot to be in with another first. Um, if you trade back a few picks, you could still potentially get Panisawell at tackle if he falls, because hypothetically, if like, you know, a quarterback needy team trades up, say you know, the Falcons straight up because from four because they want to make sure they get Justin Fields or they want to make sure they mm-hmm. get Zach Wilson, whoever they have a higher grade on. And then Miami takes Devonta Smith to pair with Tua, give him his old one of his old receivers back to give him a little bit more firepower. Okay, you felt sent Panay so well, felled you at four. And then you yep. also have a pick later in the round to get a to get a weapon, to get something else. So they have options, they have cap space, and if players like uh, Robert Salah as much as like it's been reported I know like Richard Sherman came out and they said like they just got a great coach over in New York like if players want him to get jobs the way that it sounded like last year then like I don't think they're gonna have that hard a time getting free agents in the building whereas like you weren't getting free agents in the building with Adam Gase like <laughs> no. you got you got Lev Bell because you were the only ones that wanted to pay him yeah and that didn't work out in the slightest he's already yeah gone. and he was like get me out of here this dude's a clown which is, I find it funny that Adam Gase's whole thing is built on developing Peyton Manning, who was 37 or like 38. We're like, he didn't develop him. He just ended up getting one of the top five quarterbacks of all time and then had a stacked offense. And then that worked out for him. Like he didn't develop Peyton Manning in Denver. I don't, I guess it's more of a beef with Adam Gase than it is or more of a beef with the, um, the lore around Adam Gase than Adam Gase himself. But I, I'm, I completely agree with the, um, with the Salah stuff, like, I th- I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Jets are half-decent this year. Like, we saw how much of a turnaround a coach can make with Miami this year. Miami almost made the playoffs, um, and last year they did not almost make the playoffs. You could just simplify to that. Uh, and Brian Flores was basically the variable that changed there. Uh, sure, Tua came in, but he didn't play, A, up to standards of what somebody thought, or some people thought he would, and then B, he didn't play all the time anyway. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick's team for a while, and that whole... Um, that whole spiel. They also signed Byron Jones. So, um, 
a coach can change a lot of things there. And like you said, somebody who wants to play for a coach like that, like Brian Flores had a good reputation around the NFL. He was the defensive coordinator behind that masterful, um, the Rams, was that the Rams Super Bowl? Was yeah. he still there? Yeah, he was still there for the Rams Super Bowl uh, in 2018 when they shut basically shut out the Rams, let, held them three points. And that was like one of the best defensive game plans ever in a Super Bowl. They completely flummoxed Sean McVay and Jared Goff. They like um, moved McVay to tears. He like cried that he failed the team after. Yeah, he was basically like, like I just wasn't, I, I was very humbled. I was like, they, they diminished them so bad that it didn't even look like they were an NFL offense. And they, yet they were the, they were the top this, 10 offense in all time. Um, I'm pretty sure they were, they were what, the number scored. two offense in the league that year. Yeah, in, in the league. And then all time they were like top 10 in points scored per game. Like they were like yeah. an amazing offense, like wizard stuff. And Byron, uh, Byron, uh, Brian Flores and Bill Belichick reduce him to rubble. Um, and so I think Brian Flores got a lot of credit for that, and he should have. And you saw immediately he went to Miami, changed the culture, and now Miami's a real threat. They almost, um, again, they almost made the playoffs as a wild card. And I think that the Jets might not be in for the same quick turnaround. The, the you know the Dolphins do have more talented players than the Jets, but I think you could see a similar culture shift where. They're not getting. La- they're not the laughing stocks of the league anymore with Adam Gase looking like a doofus on the sidelines. It's Plus, like you think about looking good on the sidelines. Yeah, and if you think about like same idea where he's he's well regarded, and you t- you take like, all right, that Super Bowl in 2019, like they were really damn close to to beating this, the Chiefs, who were again one of the best offensive teams in football. They yeah they compl- again they completely flummoxed Pat Mahomes for the first three and a half three, quarters probably three and a half three quarters, quarters. Three quarters and if arguably if Kyle Shanahan ran the ball and and um, Garoppolo didn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders they win that Super Bowl yeah and then we look at this completely differently and then even this year they were not a playoff team they had a ton of injuries and they finished fifth in defensive value added like. He's a very good coordinator and will be probably a good coach. Yeah, it's just like, and then you look at that type of scheming of players, and that is, if I'm playing, if I'm a defensive player that's a free agent this year, and I want to go somewhere that's going to use me correctly, that's got to be one of the top places I want to go. Like, it's it's got to be like, realistically, like for me personally, like I'm thinking, and obviously I'm a little biased, but like, it's Belichick at the Patriots, mm-hmm. it's... Brian Flores and it's Rob Salah. Like those are the four guys, the three guys that I'm like, if you want me in the building, you're gonna get the most out of me. And plus, I can pay you a bunch too. Like and the Jets like can the pay Jets you. Are, it's not like the Jets are gonna be penny pinching. They're gonna they're gonna probably saddle up for whatever they need to pay you because they have a bunch of cap space. So, I mean, I love that hire. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I no, love I, it. I think it's a great hire. The next hire on our list, Arthur Smith, who was the offensive coordinator for the Titans, going to the Falcons. Better than Dan Quinn. Yeah, so yes. So here's the thing: is I actually don't hate the hire for Arthur Smith. Really, like, like he, like he turned around Ryan Tannehill, and we can say sure that's Adam Gase's fault, but like, he still turned around Tannehill. Yeah. He revived the career of Corey Davis. Like, all of a sudden, like. He's getting a ton out of these guys, and I, I can pull up the date for when he started being the coordinator. I don't think it was; it hasn't been very long that he was a coordinator there because he had to revive all those guys' careers. He's Derek young. Henry's flourished under him. Yeah, he's been the office coordinator since 2019. Yeah, so and that's basically the like the exact turnaround of the Titans' offense. Yeah, like they're they're all, he became a coordinator and their offense completely turned around. So I don't hate the hire for him, 
how the hell did they not Eric Bieniemy? What are we doing here? He, I don't know if it's a thing maybe where, I mean, he's obviously taking he's taking interviews and he's still in running for the Eagles job, I believe, isn't he? Or did he not take a high or did he not take an interview with the Eagles? I forget. I don't know if he um, interviewed with the Eagles. He took an interview with the Texans, but that's a, we'll get to the Texans later because there's a whole dumpster fire of stuff with that. Yes, for me, it's just um, like. How is he not hired yet? What is this? And it's like, you know, they bring up the Rooney rule. Like, why has this guy not got a job yet? Yeah. I don't know if it's, it, it, it's fairly interesting to say the least, because I don't know how much of it is, um, teams being stupid or negligent around the league and not, I don't know if not taking a chance on him, not hiring him. I don't know how much of it's maybe uh, the enemy himself. Like, I know I have it really good with Mahomes, Kelsey, uh, Hill. But the offense has been so creative, too. Like, that's the thing. Like, there's the screenshot of the game of this weekend's game. Like, and it was like... Everybody in the backfield? Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone in the backfield. It's like, how do you... Like, Great, imagine... Some of that is uh, Eric, uh, Eric Reed, uh, Andy Reid, too. Like, Andy Reid's also thought of as one of the masterminds of offense, too. But they weren't running those types of plays till enemy got there or till enemy became the offensive coordinator. It's like, yes, Andy Reid's a great coach. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, at what point are we going to say, like, look, like this offense has been really, really damn good. And we're not we're not sitting here. We're not looking at this guy like we should be like he it just it boggles my mind that he has been the offensive coordinator since 2018 that's when the Chiefs offense really clicked, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I think so. Think so. 2018 when, is... Mahomes a rookie. Mahomes was a rookie in 2017, and then he was a second-year player in 2018. That's when he boomed, and the enemy was there, too. Yeah, like... So yeah, 2018 to, was Mahomes' rookie year. Yeah, so everything started to click right then. And it's like, sure, like, you, you had Mahomes, but, like... He had something to do with it. Like, he had to, like, right? Like, think about the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs had a good offense. Like, they've had a good offense since Andy Reid's been there for the most part. Like, I don't think we're saying that that's not the case, but before him, it was Matt Nagy. Yeah. And look at what Nagy's done with the Bears. Not much. And the offense boomed the second he left. Sure, they got Mahomes, but, like, Look at what the off like. It's not like Bill O'Brien did great with Watson. Yeah. Like it just because you have the quarterback doesn't mean you're going to be that good of an offense. Like you're not going to be there, that good. There has to be someone behind the quarterback too. Like you have to scheme it up. And I, I, I'm honestly like at a loss for words how this guy doesn't have a job. Like the offense has been that creative and that good that him not having a job yet is, it's asinine. It's absolutely asinine. And that's why I. That's why I don't know if it's. I can't imagine. I mean, and teams are stupid on the league. Like we will talk about it coming up, but I mean, like you, like you just listed it off. We're sitting here noticing it. How don't professionals notice it? And so you have to think somewhere along the line, it's some of the enemies doing. Like, look, I know I have it really good here. Kind of like McDaniel's um, routinely was turning out job offers and then went and then turned down. So the I don't. The last I don't second. even think the enemy's been offered a job. But he was. Um, he was interviewed though, wasn't he? Like but he, he wasn't he was offered the job. Oh, okay. So, like, the difference is, like, McDaniels has taken his name out of job runnings. He's, like, interviewing him, mm-hmm. hmm, you know what, never mind. 
mm-hmm. or like with the with obviously with the Colts, he he was offered the job. It was reported he was going to take the job. They had the press conference scheduled, and then at the last minute, he was like, "Eh, never mind." Like, yeah, the hasn't been offered a job yet, and so that's the thing that the only the only head coach job he was offered that I know of, and I didn't know this until now because I'm looking at his Wikipedia page, was in 2020 he was offered the head coach job at Colorado for college, and he turned okay. it down. And so like, I, would, I yeah, can I see that. I wouldn't go there either. So he's not even getting jobs. And so you're already kind of seeing, I don't know how much of this you've seen on social media and stuff, but like people reporting like, oh, like maybe he doesn't, like I don't know if it was a report or if it was like a rumor going around, or like he didn't interview well. But then you also had some people saying like, oh, like, you know, people are worried that he's going to be making a postseason run and, you know, the timing of it all with the playoffs. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, we know this from being Patriots fans that like we have a coordinator interview for a head coaching job every year during the bye week. Yeah. Like every year the for the past like he has to. 10 years when they had the bye every year. Like mm-hmm. you can hire, you can, you can, you can interview a guy during the playoffs. Like I don't think like that changed. Like on all of a sudden now they're like, oh, we'll make an exception to interview him. And it's like, to me, like that's the guy. And there's nothing against Arthur Smith. Like I think that's a great hire. But I don't know how he was your choice above Bienemy when you could have had, could have drafted a new quarterback to replace Matt Ryan. You have Matt Ryan to be your bridge quarterback, and you have Julio, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Like you have so many weapons in that offense. It's like mm-hmm. how how do how are we not taking this guy and giving him the keys? And I literally I just I don't understand it. Arthur Smith will be fine. I don't think there's going to be issues there. I think. Like he calls a good game. I think, you know, like we've we've talked about like the Titans offense got better under him, but God, I'm just I don't understand it. I just I don't I don't I don't like BN like Bienemy to me is like if Bill Belichick told like said today he was retiring, as a fan, I am saying go get Eric Bienemy, and if you can't get him, get Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two guys I want. Yeah. And I don't understand. And like Kellen Moore, like doesn't have as much experience. I think he was taking an interview with the Eagles, but the enemy's the guy that I'm like, what are we doing? Like we're seeing the success that Kansas City is having, and no one's trying to take that guy away from them. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I'm reading the. Um, Mad Miller had a. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you you were looking at this when you were on Twitter. Um, I've been texting with an NFL source this morning who thinks there's a very strong chance Eric Bieniemy isn't hired for a head coaching opportunity this cycle. Cites concerns about Andy Reid's past coaching tree and timing with the Chiefs expected to make another Super Bowl run. Yes. So they're, that, that, that is exactly saying, who I read when I read when I yeah. said that. And somebody quote tweeted saying, if you're not hiring Eric Bieniemy because he's part of Eric, uh, Andy Reid's coaching tree, you should be fired. Which I agree with. Like you can't. You know who? You, you know who else was part of Andy Reid's coaching tree? Who? Pretty sure. Um, if I'm not, uh, now I might be wrong. I think Vrabel was too, <laughs> technically. Was he? I think so. Oh, no, he was a Bill O'Brien guy. He played Ugh. with, mm, who was the coach of the Chiefs in 2009-2010? I don't remember. When did Reed get there? I don't know. Now I got to check. A little quick time out here, everyone. Um, since 2013. Okay, never mind. So he, he didn't do anything so. with Andy Reid. That was a mistake. I lied. Okay. He was an Urban Meyer guy, technically, though, because he coached at Ohio State. Okay. But um, going back to the enemy, yeah, I don't know why he doesn't have a job either. I would think it's coming within the next offseason. Like, 
I mean, not even depending what the Chiefs was this Super Bowl run, because I'm pretty sure everyone knows Biennium is one of the top two or three head uh, offense, offensive coordinators in the league, so I'm not even sure this playoffs run does anything to, like, hurt him. Um, but regardless, like, I'm pretty... You got to think that eventually, like, next offseason, when maybe things are a little more back to normal somehow with interviews and stuff, and they don't have to be virtual, maybe. I, I mean, that's, like, a kind of a weak... Um, explanation why, but it, it really is kind of a loss of words of why the enemy hasn't been talked to. I kind of feel like that's, it'd be the opposite. Like, I feel like you would sit here in like a virtual interview and be like, you know what, this is tough to really get a good gauge on like what this guy really is going to do and like is as an interview. Um, and then you would think like, you'd be like, all right, you know what? Like let's, let's default to the tape, right? Like, you know, we had an interview virtually. It's tough to get a good feel. Like, you know, we're not in the room with the guy. Like, let's see. Like, let's just bring him in because we know on the field, everything on tape, he schemes an incredible offense. He's got great reviews from Andy Reid. Andy Reid's been praising him over the past couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Literally, like, I, there's an article today that Fred's like, he hopes that Eric Bieniemy lands a head coaching job in the NFC. Like, Yeah, so we can get away from the AFC. <laughs> like, literally, like, what are we doing and like we can take this this opportunity to quickly bitch about the texans like the texans are in a position where like deshaun watson wanted them to interview eric Bieniemy, and they refused to until he made a stink about it mm-hmm. after they told him that they would consider his opinions and then they did the same thing with the gm search and they brought in a firm who said hire i don't even remember who they told him to hire and instead they hired casario and you've ostracized your star quarterback when all he wanted was you to interview the guy everyone in the world is telling you to interview. Yeah. And and now you're seeing them pay for it because Watson wants out. Um, yeah, like all the reports are Watson's played his last game in Houston and now they're interviewing the enemy who, if I'm the enemy, I'm not taking that job now because no, Watson would, wants out. You don't have cap space. You don't have draft picks. The ownership sucks. And the ownership is terrible and they don't listen and they don't do what they need to do. Like, that's the last job I want. So, I guess if we're, if we're now transitioning to the Deshaun Watson talk, um, I don't know if you want to, do you want to use this as that transition? Or do you still have more... Uh, we can we can do that because I, I already started complaining about them. We'll do that and then we'll jump into the last couple coaches. Okay. Um, what's been on my mind since... Because I would obviously 100% be for the Patriots to get Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's a, a big brain take to be like, oh, Patriots should look at Deshaun Watson or anything. Like, it's not like he's some hidden kid. Um, you know what'll piss me off? If he goes down south to Miami. Because they already have Brian Flores. And we were talking about they're just waiting for maybe the, the right quarterback because they might not be sold on to attack of Iloa. Guess who the right quarterback is for that offense, probably? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's the right quarterback for any team. Yeah. But not even, yeah, not even that often. I'm just saying, like, guess who would be a great, like, he's young. He'd be perfect to go up with that team. They still have young players. They, yeah, they probably have to give the second pick for him. My guess would be. Um, I don't think you're gonna get Sean it, Watson it would without be, the second you would pick. You would have to do. You probably have to do the. You probably would have to do both of your firsts and Tua. Yeah, um, which would probably be worth it. I um, would say maybe you can get out of it if you do. Maybe you can get a future first instead of one of the two. Like yeah, maybe like, you can maybe, get them on saying, you, Look, I'm not you, you both can first. do your, the third pick, Tua, and a future first, <clears> and like a second. And then you can keep. Um, their own pick, which is in like the teens, I'm pretty sure. The late teens, um, like 18 or something. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit above the Patriots. Um, or well behind, depending how you look at the scale of that. But yeah. point being, like, um 
one way or another, it's and it's, it's expected because he Deshaun Watson listed uh, he listed the Dolphins as his preferred choice, isn't it? Yeah, isn't that what he said. Not directly. It's been reported that his preferred destination is Miami. So it's already lining up that look, Dolphins have the best package for him. They have the whole thing of great weather, new upcoming coach, new upcoming team. Deshaun Watson wants to go there now, and so the Houston Texans just lost their star quarterback to maybe the Miami Dolphins some more somewhere else. Because I don't think Watson's going to play again for the Texans ever. Um, I think he, I think he probably played his last snap there. They've done nothing good um, in the past couple of years. Brian, uh, Bill O'Brien, don't know why I said on that. Bill O'Brien was terrible for the longest time. He's finally gone, but then they and don't factor gave, him in. The, and he gave away DeAndre Hopkins. I was just gave gonna, the man the away. One. I was just going to literally the next point was, and they gave away De, uh, DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson, which was holy shit. What a because they didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins, right, or something like that. Was it was they didn't want to pay him, and so they got DeAndre, they got David Johnson in like a second. Or oh, something. such a bad trade! Such a bad trade! And like um, the the joke around the world is like they tried it in Madden, and Madden was like, "Are you joking?" Yeah, like we would, we won't do that trade. Yet Bill O'Brien's dumbass would. Um, oh, it, it's it's mind numbing, and like that job to me, like if if you're if you're a GM, like if you're Casario right now, you need to hit. Like you're 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 so forced between a rock and a hard place that like you kind of have to hit the reset button. No, you. Ha- I like, think you have like to get you need to like Washington. if I'm if I'm Casario, I'm trading Watson, unless he has a change of heart. I'm trading Watson and then I'm trading JJ Watt and I'm saying, give me all Watson, get me three firsts or two firsts and a quarterback that I like. JJ, get me a first or a second or get me something. Yeah, high second or something. Like maybe two seconds for JJ or something. I don't know, but like you, you're you're saying f this. Give me the assets. Give me the picks. We'll tank for another year. And then we'll have some. We'll work the cap to have cap space next year and go from there. And it's like that's not desirable at all. And like I don't want that if I'm a coach. Like Eric Bieniemy. Like actually, I think I tweeted this today. Was it like why Eric Bieniemy shouldn't want the job? But then the last point I made was like, but with a guy that's been this highly touted is like should be getting a job. If they offer it to him, I wouldn't be shocked if he takes it just from the like. Someone finally effing offered me a job. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if it would, if at the end of the day, he's like, this job blows. We don't have any cast base. We don't have any picks. Deshaun might want out. But then again, if he gets hired, maybe they won't, maybe he won't want out. But like, at the end of the day, he might just be like, fuck it. I need it. I, I want a head coaching job and I deserve yeah. a goddamn job. So it's it's not desirable. I don't envy anyone in that position in that organization. Holy shit, they need to figure it out. You, you to can't right now. you can't let twenty five year old Deshaun Watson walk out the door because you were too inept to keep him there. So do where was the Dolphin? What is the Dolphins' third pick from? I forget what team is that from. It's from the Texans. That's what that's what it, that's what I thought it was. Okay, so I was just gonna say, wh- why the fuck? Wh- I was gonna ask you before I before I looked um, before I brought it up. Why did why is that pick in Miami again? What was the trade to get number three to Miami? Why am I blanking on that? Laramie Tunsil, I believe. Oh my god! Oh my god! The fucking Texans are so stupid. Like Laramie Tunsil's a good tackle. 
um, regardless of all the, the draft night commotion and everything, but holy shit. I mean, that team can't do anything right. They're, <laughs> they had the number three pick in one of the best drafts in a while, and it's now gone because they wanted to try to go for it with Bill O'Brien and Laramie Tunsil was the going for it. Yet after they got him, their offensive line still stunk to the high heavens. Yeah, like, they could grab uh, thir- if the third pick, you know, who they, they could have grabbed Panay well. Yeah, they could have grabbed, grabbed a, a another tackle, tackle that's really good. It's just, if you, if I'm Watson, I'm out of there. Look, they failed at every turn, and sure, Bill O'Brien was behind a lot of that, and now he's gone. And now you have Nick Casario, who is the mastermind behind Bill, in um, along with Ernie Adams in, in New England, and the whole nine. Like, sure, we get the mystique of Nick Casario. But even then, though, if I'm Watson, I'm saying, you brought you, me this guy from Bill Belichick's coaching tree in Bill O'Brien, and guess what? The dude was an asshat. I don't yeah, want that guy in here. Belichick's coaching tree is not that good, actually, too, if you if you look well, at so it. I'm pretty sure it's, like, here's, bad. Here's the thing, though. Is it, like... Not that Sarah's a coach, either, but just point being, like, but like Belichick backgrounds. Brian Flores turned it around, it seems. Yes. I, I know I know Vrabel hadn't coached in New England, but I still... I consider that a coach. I still kind of attribute tree. some of it to Bill. I got into a huge pissing match debate about this in a group chat. <laughs> They'll be like, he doesn't count because he played. I'm like, if you never learned... You haven't learned anything from a coach you've had before. Like, you've never learned anything... That's where you learn that a lot you of would use to coach from your coach when you were a player. Like, yeah. you didn't learn anything about how to manage players, X's and O's, how to run a practice, any of this stuff. Like, you you pick some of that stuff up and like, sure. No, I give some of that to, uh, to Belichick. He wasn't he wasn't a like an NFL coach with the Patriots, but like he was he was a he was one of the captains on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, when 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 anytime Bruski was out, I'm pretty sure he had the he had the headset on. So like, yeah. It's not like he wasn't getting involved in those in those conversations. Like, I definitely give him part of that attribute. And the other thing too is that like, if you want to talk about guys who's had coaching trees, like I mean I mentioned earlier, but it was a mistake, and then I corrected it. He coached under Ur- Vrabel, coached under Urban Meyer too. So you have a guy with NFL experience and NFL success, whose first coaching job was with Urban Meyer. Maybe Urban will be good too. Yeah. So. I don't know. I I think the Texans are an idiot trash organization, and it just and goes to show we had uh, Dan, my friend Dan, on. What was it like three weeks ago? I want to say I believe it was three. Yeah, three weeks ago, and he was saying that the the Texans' job might be the number one job because they have Deshaun Watson. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, granted, we didn't know Deshaun really wanted out at that point, but the kind of the writing was like eh, they don't have a lot going for them besides him. Yeah, and and if he's not if he's not locked into that job, then they have nothing going for them. Literally, literally nothing. So, um, I guess we can now transition back to head coaches because um, Dan Campbell was also hired somewhere, correct? Right, he's the Lions. Dan Campbell went to the Lions. Oh, that's such a bad hire. I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the Dan Campbell I have pinned in my mind is like the the PC uh, pres- uh, pr- principal from South Park. And like the, the rah, 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 like, uh, like when he was with the Dolphins and shit, like he was, a, he was a goon. What did, what did we do? Like Detroit, can Detroit do anything right? First it was that fat prick, Matt Patricia, who couldn't do shit right. And then now it's Dan Campbell, the, the jock who wants to probably bench with the fucking lineman. Like, oh my, Detroit can't do shit right. Like they got Matt, they got to get Matt Stafford out of there. Come to New England. Screw it. I'll take Matt Stafford in New England. Like. Oh my! Like maybe, maybe you're gonna disagree with me, and I'm just waiting for you to like be like, "Oh yeah, Zach." By the way, you're a dumbass because Dan Campbell's amazing. But in my head, Dan Campbell seems like a terrible fucking hire. 
Do I have anything to back that up? Maybe not, but I just from what I remember him with Miami, terrible. Should not have been. I, he was like the tight ends coach or some shit. Yeah, like and the then line. he was the interim coach when they fired yeah, Joe it's Philbin. Like, that was just so, like, and they were like, they were a shit show that year. Dan Campbell did not help. He was a fucking goof on the sidelines. And, like, he just looks like a dickhead. Like, that's where I'm starting to subtract points. Like, all right, you look like an asshole. I don't want you behind my sidelines. Um, so, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll hear your opinion. But as you can tell, I'm not a fan of the Dan Campbell hire in Detroit. Here's the thing is that, like, I didn't know a ton about Dan Campbell. But why? <laughs> I just yelled at him. No, and, it, and it's, it's fine. Like, I don't. Here, here's the thing is that, like, he was so he was the assistant to the head coach and tight ends coach in New Orleans. So, like, okay, like, he was with Sean Payton. Whatever. He was he he's never been a coordinator in the NFL. It seems like a big jump. Seems like he could use that, but he has some uh, like minimal head coach experience because the obviously the interim head coach year. My my thing is just like What did he go back to after the interim head coach with the Dolphins? Did you just go right back to do what tight ends? No, coach? he went to New Orleans. Oh, so oh so they didn't even bring him back. Okay. Oh, so he just went Oh, so that was after the, the Dolphins stop. He went right to New Orleans? Yep. Okay. He went. He was <laughs> okay. So he was a coaching intern in Miami for a year. Yeah. Tight ends coach from 2011 to 2015. Interim head coach for the rest of 2015, 2016, and now he's been with the Saints. Doesn't seem great. And so, like, if sure, maybe, maybe the Saints was more of a, I can pull it up quick. Like, maybe it was more like they wanted him, and so Sean Payton was like, "We're gonna bring you to, like, we're gonna." We're going to take you in like we don't you don't need to go back to Miami like we want you to be on our staff. Sure. Mm-hmm. All things aside, like again. How the hell does he have a job before guys like Eric Bieniemy and Kellen Moore? Yeah, like it, I just that's teams the, are idiots. Like did I mean timing of it? I mean, he at least got hired after Salah got hired. But ugh, like, I don't know, like. When I saw Dan Campbell on Bleach Report, like when I saw the like Lions hired Dan Campbell, I was like, Dan can Dan Campbell? Like I was I legitimately, I'm not even joking, stopped in my tracks, or I guess proverbial tracks. I probably wasn't walking anywhere. But point being, I stopped whatever I was doing. I was like, Dan fucking Campbell is the is now the actual head coach of an NFL franchise, not like the interim, like, look, we have to put somebody so Dan go head out there with your sunglasses on. No idea. He's the actual he's charged with running a team. Like I don't here's the thing is like I didn't know enough about him to really care. But my issue stemmed with, like, there were other candidates. Like, what are we doing? Like, I'd rather them take a chance on... I would probably have more respect if they hired McDaniels. I was just going to say, why not just go with McDaniels? At least you know he's backed up one of the best passing games in the league. He's generally thought of as an innovative, even though I don't agree with that. He seems half the time he's mundane as hell. But regardless, like, that was my original issue. And then I learned about Dan Campbell, and it's like, you have no coordinator experience. You didn't do anything for the Dolphins team when you were the interim head coach. It's like... Detroit, do you want to win games? Like, do you want no, they, to do anything? Don't. Like, do you, like, what are we, what are you doing? And then, like, that, that, that's a joke franchise. Uh, you just met. I can't, I don't even feel sorry for Matt Stafford because he picked it. Like, he, like <laughs> the dude had every opportunity to leave. Like, he had every opportunity to just not sign another contract. And he stays, yeah. and he stays, and he stays. Like, and he and he did that last offseason too. Like, he's, didn't he not? Sure, he's, he didn't want out last offseason. Like, he's either. loyal, but like I know some people are talking about like, oh, Matt Stafford to the Patriots. Like, that'd be a great move. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind. I mean, sure, like he's not a bad quarterback. Like, I don't 
have an issue with him as a player from a talent necessarily standpoint, but I'm like, dude, you're a loser. <laughs> like you're just a you're a loser. You've never you've never had any inkling. Like, like I get it. He's a gamer too, though. Like you're a gamer and you're a competitor, and like there's the video of you like throwing with like a dislocated shoulder yeah, in a game, the separated shoulder in his rookie year or whatever. And like, I get it. Like you're a competitor, but like. You never once were like, dude, this is a loser organization. Like, have some respect for yourself. Yeah, get the hell out of there. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of the Damian Lillard factor over in Portland. It's like, dude, when do you just stop, uh, like, concerning yourself with mediocrity for such a good player? Like, when do you get out of there? I don't know. And it's like, Dan, when he was on, like, we've had conversations about, like, player loyalty and how, like, you know, Boston players aren't loyal to Boston anymore. And he holds it against Brady for leaving. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) dude, it's a business. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to fucking spend my entire career in D- Detroit. That's Detroit? the thing. Is like, I I hate when people do that with like the be loyal to your team. It's like the team isn't loyal to the players half the time. Yeah, like Brady Brady ditched Belichick. Uh, yeah, Brady ditched Belichick before Belichick could ditch Brady. Like, sure, it was kind of coming to that head because Belichick wasn't offering him the contract, but Brady was starting to turn out of it too. Like Brady had seen over and over Belichick was a year early than a year late on getting rid of a player. And look, we don't begrudge the Patriots for that. It's like, that's why Belichick's a genius. He's 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 ahead of the curve. And it's like, so why are you shitting on players for doing the same thing? Like, look, I can see something coming here that I don't like. I'm getting out of this franchise. It's like, why? And like ca- how, how are you, Good for you. How are you going to hold it against Brady when you look at... Like, he was 100% right. Like, he, like, the team had no future. Like, they, he, they, re- <laughs> they literally mortgaged their future year in and year out for an extra three years than they thought they had to. Yeah. Because... Brady defied time and now he's still defying time but was like now he's in an NFC championship game I need to I'm I'm not wasting my last three years with a team that doesn't have talent and we're gonna we don't have any avenue for talent for at least another year like I'm not wasting a year of my career anything could happen yeah I'm gonna go somewhere else and Matt Stafford you should have done that like you should have done that like you signed your contract in 20, you signed your extension in 2018, it looks like. Ugh. They weren't even good, were they? The Dol- they've the they've never been good. good. They've never they been good. good. They had that They had that one year. Or excuse um, me, 20, he was a UFA 2016 into 2017, and he's been on this deal since 2017. They had that one year um, that they made the playoffs, and they were like possibly making some noise, didn't they? Like Calvin Johnson was still around and all that stuff. And um, they lost first round to Dallas. Yeah, and then that was the end of it. So, like, sure, that was a little hint, and maybe that stuck in his mind, but, dude, that's so long ago. That's, like, almost over... That's almost a decade ago. Like, you gotta... Something's gotta come to a head where, like... So, yeah, so, I I mean, I guess I see your point now that I'm thinking of it, like, live on on air, that... um, I mean, I would still take it from a pure talent standpoint and the fact that I don't know if the Patriots have a better option anywhere else. I don't think it's Stidham. I don't want really Newton back, like... I don't know if they get anybody out of the draft. Can, can, um, can I give you a shameless plug? Sure. For me, me and Lucian are doing a uh, a deep dive into every potential quarterback option for 2021. Are you really? Yeah, on Field Street Drive. I'll be. I'll actually. I'll be sure to listen to that. We did our, our first one came out last Friday, and then our next one comes out this Friday. What one did you do last Friday? Last Friday. Give a little, give a little tease. Last. So last Friday we did. Uh, we did the in-house options, in-house including bringing Cam back. Uh-huh. Touched upon like what do they do well, what do they don't do well. And, um, like Lucian being a good professional project <laughs> manager cost, we did a cost benefit analysis. Okay. So <laughs> okay. we're looking at like, what do we think they'd cost and what does that then mean for the rest of the off season? 
Mm-hmm. And so we did Cam, we did Stidham. We also recorded this coming episode will be Jimmy G and Mitch Trubisky. Completely out on those two. And we'll tell you why maybe you shouldn't be, okay. depending. Uh, and then we have some other ones planned, obviously, like the Watson rumors. Uh, we're going to look at the draft class and kind of go from there. But yeah, we're going to look at every Everyone option, go- what they're good you at, should listen to Field Street what drive. they're bad at. What does that mean for the rest of the offseason? So, with the plug for Fields you drive out there too, um, I would still be on board with Matt Stafford just from the pure talent standpoint. And I don't know if they get any better anywhere else realistically. Like, sure, Deshaun Watson, like, oh, that's better than Matt Stafford. But do you really have the ammunition to get Deshaun Watson without completely killing yourself? Maybe not. Um, and then besides that, are you really going to get one of the better quarterbacks in the draft at 15? And then if you don't, are you going to have to move up and spend money or spend draft capital and all that stuff to get up there? Like, there's a lot of avenues that could go wrong trying to trying to get a really, really, really good quarterback. And so maybe that's why my mind goes to Matt Stafford. Seems like the cheap, at least cheap in uh, capital you have to spend to get him wise. Um, like, I don't think you're not going to have to send anything crazy to so, get Matt Stafford out of Detroit. Quick question. I'm just going to ask you two questions about Matt Stafford. Is my, te- my, other, my tease to when we end up getting to Stafford. Okay. How many Pro Bowls has Matt Stafford made? Probably like one. Made one Pro Bowl. Do you know when yeah. it was? 20... Must have been a year with Calvin Johnson. 2013, I'm going to go. 2014. 14, okay. So 2014. It's been a while. It's been a while. And Granted, I will I will say the Pro Bowls are a bit of a... Um, not a bit. They're a lot of a popularity contest. They are, because he didn't make the Pro Bowl in 2011 when he threw for 41 touchdowns. Yeah, so but he made it when he threw for twenty two. So it's a bit of a bit of a popularity. And contest, it also depends on how many people opt out of the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So he's only made one Pro Bowl, which sure, mm-hmm. take it as you will. How many all pros? That I would guess is none. Zero. I would guess zero all pros. Yeah. He's made the playoffs three times. Mm-hmm. Oh and three. <clears throat> Four touchdowns and three picks over his playoff career. Yeah. I'm not saying he's great. Um I just is he the lesser of two evils with like trying to get a generally contending team next year or like at least someone that can make some noise? Um, that's kind of where my mind's at because like, I don't think the Patriots are Super Bowl contenders next year unless they pull off some like circus act of of deal wheeling a deal like a Danny Ainge type thing. But um, so like my mind goes to like who is a steady general option you might be able to get for cheap that Belichick could possibly coach up and then either McDaniel's can work with or when McDaniel's please get the fuck out of town. Whoever the next offensive coordinator is, they was talking about being Chad O'Shea coming back from Miami. Um, or is he even in Miami anymore? He might have been fired already. I don't even know. Um, yeah, they, no, they didn't bring him back because the offense yeah, was too so, complex for uh, young players. Yeah, allegedly. so Chad O'Shea come back um, possibly there. Like, something like, so can Matt Stafford be worked with with whoever and whatever is there. So that's why my mind goes to Matt Stafford, but he is definitely not a home run. Like, yeah, he's, Patriots got he's, Matt Stafford, he's, he's an above-average quarterback. He's the above-average yeah. He's going to be 33. I just wanted to throw out there because I think people think of like him being this like incredible like top eight quarterback in the league. It's like, oh, no. Now he's really he's like top 15. I don't even think he's been top 10. Yeah. I think he's like top 15-ish is where I put him. So it's like there was a sizable amount of guys I would rather have over yeah. him, but just wanted to throw that out there. at the position. Um, so I guess now one of the last coaching things we have to talk about is McDaniels, right? After we got through with Dan Campbell, uh, we we have one more in um, let me pull it I'm back up. I'm going getting, through some stats and got to find that webpage. Yeah, sure. Uh, Brandon Staley went to the Chargers. 
couldn't even like quietest okay. hire I think I've ever seen because I like literally I didn't even know about it. We were texting tonight about like who got hired and I forgot about him. <clears throat> I didn't even know like when you texted I like, him, I was, like saw it briefly. I'm like, oh, didn't he play for the 49ers? I'm like, no, that's Joe Staley the tackle. I'm like, so I don't even Brandon Staley couldn't tell you anything. Not even lying to you. He was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, mm-hmm. who hit a good defensive team this year. Yeah, he did good in like after Wade Phillips left. Like, it's a good. So was it just this year he was the defensive coordinator? I can pull it up to check. What are because Jalen Ramsey did have a great um, a great season. He was an All Pro this year and everything. So sure, maybe he gets a little boost for being the mind behind a good defense. Um, because they were back to being one of the best defenses Just this in the league year. this year. Okay, so sure, he he definitely gets a little bit of respect for being behind um, Jalen Ramsey's resurgence and the defense as a whole, kind of rounding back into form. But yet again, you know who would have been great hire for the Chargers and that young, talented quarterback with talented weapons? The guy who's already coaching with a young, talented quarterback and a lot of talented weapons, and Eric Bieniemy. Um, now that's see now that is a place I thought BMW was gonna end up. Like that was the dream. That was my I dream. I needed Herbert had a good rookie year to really put the icing on the cake. Great rookie year. Great rookie year. Rookie of the year. Don't know if you remember this, folks. I loved Herbert coming out of the draft. I don't yes, know if I've Joe shared was, this enough. Joe was a a Herbert stand. I was, and I was right. Here's the thing: rookie quarterbacks, boom, and then they end up. They could still bust. Yeah, like it's happened. Getting Eric Bieniemy for him for Herbert, that's like giving him every potential option to be nasty forever. Yeah, you blew it. You blew it. In favor it. of Joe Staley's brother. Like, no, not actually. My mind is like, what are we like? It was. I'm physically in pain because it was such an easy hire. Like, when I had this conversation with Dan, me and Dan, we were. When we were on three weeks ago, we were talking about who we like to go where. We both were like, the enemy to the Chargers would be a fantastic hire. It makes sense. And through and through. We we don't under I don't I I don't think they interviewed him. No, I don't think it's I like, didn't see anything about it either. I didn't even see anything about the Chargers needing a like I knew in the back of my mind they needed a head coach because Anthony Lynn got canned. But it was like they were so quiet with everything. Like I never saw never saw anything, oh, you know, so and so is going in for an interview with the Chargers. Like I never saw anything. And then all of a sudden you texted me tonight, Brandon Staley. I'm like, okay, where the fuck did he go? And I had to Google that he went to the Chargers. So it was like, I don't know. They obviously had to have done their due diligence, I guess. Like, I think. Like, they're an NFL team. They had to have done their homework. But, like, you went, you brought a defensive guy to a team that is becoming more offensive. What sense is that? I mean, their defense make? needed work, too. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like. I don't know. Your future is that offense. Like you have the future of your offense being Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Everything, so like, everything pointed to them needing to hire an offensive coach to mentor Herbert, and they didn't do it. And so yeah. now the next, like, honestly, Brendan Staley's job depends on who they bring in to be the offensive coordinator. Oh, so they don't have an offensive coordinator under, do they? I don't think so. And like, I literally, I, I don't think it is an exaggeration that his job depends on this hire. Because if they don't get this right, and Herbert regresses, then it probably falls on him for it's going to fall on it's going to fall on him for ruining Herbert. And like, yeah. they're going to say you're going to have fans and ownership saying, "Well, Justin Herbert won Rookie of the Year with Anthony Lynn, and we thought that guy was trash." 
and now you got somebody somehow worse than him if he ruined the beloved Justin Herbert. So beloved, beloved Justin Herbert. Beloved. Emphasis on beloved. My um, beloved. So I don't get, I don't get that hire in the slightest. Again, didn't know about him. Didn't know that he even got hired until you texted me. As you and as you and Dan thought, I thought it was Eric Bieniemy through and through. Like I thought it was like okay. Like, whatever ends up coming out of this, it's going to be the enemy. Like, it makes way too much sense for it not to. Offensive mastermind paired with an offensive wizard kid, um, or a quarterback wizard kid who plays on the offensive side of the ball, I guess. Um, and they have Mike Williams, and they have Keenan Allen, and they have all this talent if they re-sign Hunter Henry, etc., etc. Like, th- there is the future of the Chargers offense right there. But it's now Joe Staley's cousin... Uh, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, hopefully he doesn't fail, and then Hunter Henry might leave. Like, shit like that. Like, uh, if the Chargers are not good this year, you you can look back on this hire and be like, is it this? Is this the problem? Like, sure, there can be, there will be outlying factors, and like, you'll have to, you can't take it in a vacuum of Anthony Lynn, team does bad, Brandon Staley, team does bad. Like, there will be other causes and causations and stuff like that, but how do you not go be enemy? I don't know. Like, I guess we're talking in circles now, but like, it's another one that's kind of mystifying that, like... Honestly, the epi- this episode might be here? called Where is Eric Bieniemy Going? Yes. <laughs> like, you know, coaching hires, parenthesis, what about Eric Bieniemy? Unparenthesis, like, what... Where the fuck is he? And so, here's the transition to the next... The next beer enter Eric Bieniemy destination that won't happen. Philadelphia. Um, he already... They will not, they will not hi- uh, interview him. I don't know if that's Bieniemy's decision or theirs... Um, but he didn't even get an interview. He didn't interview there. Um, and here is where McDaniels comes into play. McDaniels seems to be the front runner for the Philadelphia Eagles head coaching job. Thank God, from my perspective, I fucking can't stand Josh McDaniels. I think he's wildly overrated. Um, but I don't know what you think the Eagles should do. Um, I guess you're Googling something, probably something with the B enemy thing. Um, I I personally <laughs> I don't even care if the Eagle who the Eagles hire it could be McDaniel's as long as McDaniel's leaves like I just want McDaniel's out of New England I want that whole era done I think like I said I think he's wildly overrated um, I think he was more of a product of Brady because it was McDaniel's and then it was he went to um, Denver and then right after that was Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator I believe right and then. Right after that, he came back because Bill, Bill O'Brien left and then McDaniels came back. And the offense never really missed a beat. Like, Brady was never bad. And before McDaniels, it was Charlie Weiss. Um, and sure, Charlie Weiss is a good offensive coordinator. He's been a college coach for a while. I'm pretty sure that's where he's at now. And for a while, he was doing post-game stuff with um, Patriots coverage and stuff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the, enam- the enamor... Uh, what, what, what am I trying to think of? People are enamored with Josh McDaniels because of the New England factor, like the Belichick factor. Like, okay, he's been with Belichick forever. Belichick respects him. Brady's respected him enough to be able to keep working with him for this long of a time. They win all the time. It's got to be, like, something has to be with McDaniels. And it's like, eh. If you watch him on Sundays, it's like, third 92. Let's go with a screen pass to James White. And it's like, oh my god, I want to shoot myself. Like, I never want to watch that again. Like, why are we doing... I get it's playing the field possession game, and it's like or field position game, and it's like, look, we know where the odds are not in our favor to get a third and 10, third and 11, so we're just going to try to center the punt and get, like, a little bit of yards to give Ryan Allen, but now it's Jake Bailey, and, like, before it was Zoltan Mesko, like, we're going to try to get our punter in good position. But holy shit, is it frustrating when you have Tom Brady at quarterback, 
and then you're giving up on third downs that are any longer than like eight. So it definitely sounds like um, McDaniels is the guy in Philly because yeah. I was looking up to see what was the deal with Bienemy and the Eagles. And so they did request to interview him, but it seems as though they might have withdrawn it. Okay. So that might have been already them saying, look, McDaniels, we know we have him. No need to interview. Yeah, because the... Um, I didn't realize that goal line football on Twitter was an age a football agency, but it's the agency that uh, represents the enemy. Okay. And so they tweeted yesterday morning that they they're they're saying that they're like, what is this? Like, is this because he's black? Like, what what is happening? We don't get it because yeah. they were literally wrote, their tweet is on MLK Day. Dot, dot, dot. The NFL should be ashamed. At this point, there are only two jobs remaining. One after the Eagles hire JM, Josh McDaniels. So, yeah. Zero black coach hires or even second interviews. No coaches in, co- in conference championship games are currently connected to either of these two jobs. Weird. So, like, they're like, what is going on? Why does BNME not have a job? That is fairly odd. So, it's and, and it sounds like this, eight, like, I mean... I feel like agents are pretty well, well connected to the front offices. And if, yeah. uh, if we have an agent telling, if we have an agency tweeting, hinting at Eagles. Josh McDaniels is the guy and he's getting the job. Yeah. He's probably getting the job guys. And plus Schefter has been pumping that for a while. Like he's been saying, he's been using the words that Woj uses around the NBA draft, like zeroing in and targeting and like the Eagles have targeted Josh McDaniels and like, he's the front runner and all this kind of shit. Like it, it feels like the writing's on the wall. Assuming he doesn't pull another Colts thing where he backs out. I don't know out. why he'd want that job. Neither do I, by the way, I, maybe it's his last, maybe it's his last thing of like, look, I have Carson once there. Can I fix him? He's mobile. I like mobile quarterbacks. I mean, if, if not, I have Jalen hurts behind him that I would probably love, like, et cetera, et cetera. We but know so there's all the stuff of the blowback of like, the owner wanted so and so, and like Lurie wanted, like Lurie and Howie wanted Wentz, but Peter, Peter, Doug Peterson wanted Hurts, and they weren't going to let him. And and then they wanted one wanted Jefferson, one wanted Rager. Yeah, um, which is funny because um, they're making it sound like Peterson wanted Rager when it was reported in like December that uh, the GM really liked Rager. Yeah. So like they're a dumpster fire. I don't know why we would want to go there either, but I, it, the, my thing is that it, it might be his last chance. Like maybe he's realizing, look, we're not getting much better in New England anytime soon. Unless again, big off season, um, upcoming, we'll have episodes on that soon. But last year was not a good year for my offense. The year before with Brady wasn't a good year for my offense. Um, and now our team's getting, scared to hire me like I don't I don't know if that's maybe maybe it's not scared but I already backed on the Colts I failed the Broncos job and now I've been a coordinator year after year after year after year after year after year etc for a hundred years now it feels like like it like McDaniels might never leave and I mean, so is go. this his last option yeah please please leave please please go. get out of here I don't want to watch you anymore go like, and then when Bill wants to move on I'm praying Kellen Moore hasn't got a job yet. Yeah. I will say, um, speaking of Belichick leaving, and then, like, I was just thinking in the back of my mind, at one point in the offseason, Gerard Mayo was getting steam for a head coaching job. I forget. Was that the Eagles job? He was He was interviewed. Um, please hold. He was definitely interviewed. It's, yeah, it I says me- in this I article. I remember seeing Gerard Mayo. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Mayo's Yeah, yeah. Like, the I- Eagles had interviewed him at one point. So... 
I don't know if it's it's the Belichick thing where it's like, okay, anybody under him, we have to get attached to him, and so maybe that's the McDaniels allure from the, the Eagles side, and then McDaniels allure is, look, I, I gotta make a move eventually. I can't keep being a, a coordinator when everybody's offering me jobs as a coach. Um, but I... <laughs> It seems like a weird place for McDaniels to finally end up. Like, sure, again, they have the mobile quarterback that he loves. He loved Lamar Jackson. He I th- liked Baker. I think, he liked too, though, Tim that, Tebow. like, is make, from McDaniels' perspective, if, like, you were going to take the Colts job, and then, I mean, I'd have to double-check the timeline of even when that, what year that was. That was after the Eagles Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, like... Because everything was falling apart. Re- really, they, like, they all got together, and they sold him on, like, come on, come on, Josh. The Colts. Don't... The Colts, like, we get it. Andrew Luck, they've got some talent. We get it. You're going to walk away from Brady at the end of his career? Just just finish it out with us, buddy. Come on. And there was a bunch of talk that he was the future at um, at the head coach position. Like, they almost had, like, a wink-wink nod-nod with him. Like, look, when Belcher's gone, you're the guy. Um, but that seems now to not be the case. I think that was... It was vehemently denied by... Was it Tom Curran? It might have been Tommy Curran, I forget. Someone was, right as that came out, someone was like, no, this just simply isn't the fucking case. Like, don't think that. Yeah, I, I would I would argue it was a, dude, you could you go doing? take a head coach job now, or you could fucking finish your career with the GOAT. Like, finish out the GOAT's career in New England. Yeah. And now that Brady's gone, he's like, all right, guys, I'm out. Look, we won another Super Bowl. We had that last year with Brady that wasn't that great. This offense stunk this year. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out of here. Yeah, um, I definitely think that's probably the case, or at least a a possibility. Um, but from a fan perspective, please, yeah, leave. Like, anal- uh, analyst aside, like, good analysis not ha- not pertaining. Just get the fuck out. Get please leave New England. I don't want to see you anymore. I'm so tired of you and that stupid visor, and like seeing you smile when like dumb. Like I just. Oh, I'm getting like the heebie-jeebies talking about Josh McDaniels. I do not like you. Like, nothing gets you as a person. Like, I'm sure he's a great guy. He seems like a nice guy and all that. But, like, I am so tired of watching your offense, dude. I'm just so tired of the... the. I was going to say a word we can't say anymore. Um, The dumbassery that is your offense. Again, me saying screen pass on third 94... It's not really that much of a joke. Sure, there was never a third 94. But it'll be a screen pass on third and 15. And it's just to punt on the drive. Like, is that some of that Belichick? Maybe, but it's 95% McDaniels because we all know Belichick said, I I don't really factor into the offense that much. And so here's the thing. Is it like, if, if it's based off of like field goal range, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like if it's third yeah. and 15, it's like, okay, we're going to pick up seven on a screen, <laughs> but that makes it a 42 yarder instead of a 50. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, sure. If you're just going to punt anyway... Just go for You've it. You've got the best part of the league. Just just go for it. Yeah, just, just you have Brady. Well, back then you had Brady on offense. You had Brady, or you had Brady behind center. You had generally had a, a good offensive line sometimes, um, depending injury wise and stuff like that. But like very rarely were you, were you looking at the Patriots offense and saying, All right, they're they're an FTL. Like, no, you usually had Gronk, you usually had Edelman, you had James White, one of the best receiving backs in, in the backfield, and then you had Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And yet it was uh, okay, quick, uh, halfback dive with James White. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I remember, like, my, my, when my dad hears this whenever we put this out tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, whatever, he will probably be happy to hear that I'm echoing his thoughts because he's been on the Josh McDaniels, I hate Josh McDaniels train for years now. Um, before I'd fully come to the side, I was like, Dad, come on, relax. You know, they're good every year. But then I really started thinking, I was like, well, 
Yeah, they, they do have the best quarterback of all time. It might not be McDaniels because I'm actually tired of watching them run halfback sweeps on third and whatever it is. Like, it's just giving up on drives because they don't feel like being aggressive. Like, that's... I think that has to be McDaniels. I don't think it's Belichick. Um, because, again, Belichick has said on tape, on record, um, in one of those America's games, they're like, do your job things. One of those specials that... Josh handles 95% of our offense, 97, 98. Like, I am very rarely included in the offense. And maybe some of that was a little pump and smoke. Like, look, everyone, Josh is great. Like, you should come look yeah, at Josh. Yeah, one of those, like, hey, we know we know you coming back is going to kind of tank your value around the leagues. Like, we'll pump you up a little bit. Yeah, but but I also don't think it's that far-fetched. Like, Belichick is, is known as a defensive mastermind, not an offensive mastermind. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he let McDaniels just handle a large majority of it with Brady and said, look, go ahead and do whatever you guys are going to do. Um, so I put those blames on, like, McDaniels being, like, the, the, the stupidity of runs and screen passes on third and whatever. Um, but this is a long-winded way of saying, please just leave. Like, I just don't want to watch you anymore. Go, go haunt the people in Philadelphia now. Like, go run the stairs with Rocky or some shit. Like, I just don't care. Um, it's... I don't... I See, I wonder sometimes, though, if it's, like, a little bit of me being, like... Like, I've won... Like, we've won too much in New England, so now it's, like, I just want to change for anything. Like, I hope I'm not pushing a good offensive coordinator out of the door. I don't know how you feel about that, but, like... I would just rather him gone. Like, just please. I'm done. I think it's time for change. I think it's time Thank for you. change. Okay. I, I don't think there's any more I can harp on it besides it needs to go I think he needs to go I think the NFL wants to see him as an as a head coach like I think like that kind of just needs to be done at this point and that's pretty much it like I don't I don't know and like I don't think it's a good job for him I don't think he should take it but I think he will it, it sounds like he's taking it and he's gonna take it and they're gonna announce it sometime this week based yeah. off of you know we have an agency tweeting like that's their guy, so that's kind of it. Like, I don't really have anything else to add to unless you do. No, I mean, I just... And I know you just went off, but, like... I was, I was, I just had a... I don't... Whatever that ends up being I, our rant I don't remember, I don't remember the offense being this way under Bill O'Brien. I, I don't remember the, the offense at all. Like, for some reason, me, me remembering the Bill O'Brien ever just doesn't happen. Like, I don't, like, I watch the games, but me as, like, a 12-year-old, I just don't remember what was going on. Like, I don't remember, reason. I don't remember... Him being, I don't remember the Bill O'Brien era being like this, and maybe it's just because I don't remember it. I, I don't remember. I don't think it was like this with Charlie Weiss. No, it definitely wasn't. Like, and don't get me wrong, the game was different then, but like, I don't know. Like, people talk about trying Daniel schemes, and it's like, I have He's, never seen him run a play that is not a trick play. <laughs> That got people off guard, like so off guard. The only thing that comes to mind is that Ravens divisional playoff game with the Edelman pass to a. a well, so that was which, a trick play. Yeah, but isn't that what you're like? You were saying that. No, I'm saying like if you take out his trick plays. Oh, if you take out the trick. Oh, if you I'm take okay, out okay. the like the pure like trickery of like. Okay. Like reverse passes and like yeah. all the random stuff that they do that works every time they pull it out pretty much, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, yes, that that has to be given him credit for that. But when you take those away. I can't think of a single play. That. Was even even, is de- even was so well designed is like just a screen grab of that run from the Chiefs play where like. Yeah. Mahomes was turning back and you had like 
you had um, Kelsey running, Kelsey the running left ac- side. Under, across the line, underneath the line for like a quick like tight end screen, potentially. You had the running back coming up for play action. You had a receiver running like orbit motion, like like a bubble screen. You had Tyreek coming the other way for like a potential end around. Like who's getting the ball? No was- one knows. Yeah, no one had no idea what was going it's on. Like, You'd never see that with McDaniels. McDaniels doesn't run plays like that. And I can't think of a single time he's run something that wasn't like a pure trick play that people were so caught off guard. The closest thing I can kind of give him credit for was that Ravens game with the ineligible uh, skill player mm-hmm. where they came out with four linemen and they lined up an, um, a skill position player on the line who checked in as ineligible off of the line to confuse the Ravens on who they were supposed to cover. Yeah. That's still kind of trickery, but but at least it's like generally smart. Like it's but that was like that was here. like the one time where it was like they ran this scheme that was like what the hell are they gonna do? Like we don't know where the ball's going. We don't even know who should cover. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it was trickery, and you know the Ravens bitched and moaned, and then it got outlawed as illegal the next year. But <sighs> that was so stupid. That that's like the only thing I can think of, and so I I think it's time. I think. Get someone new in. I think the other thing too is that I don't think Josh can develop quarterbacks. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, like it, McDaniel's like is is kind of. Um, it feels like his success was coattailed Brady. That's what I was it's like. like it's, it feels like he's so hitched to Brady and all of this. It's like it doesn't feel like he's the guy that I really want developing our next quarterback. Whereas like whoever we hire, like maybe. Like I really like, like um they hired the guy from he was from the Rams he was a quarterback coach Jed Fish I want to say his name was Jed Fish yeah, yeah yeah and he's gone now he just got hired to be a coach in college so like it felt like that was the guy they wanted to develop their next quarterback but he's mm-hmm. gone it's like I think they need I think the Patriots will be better off trying to find a guy to develop the next quarterback I think McDaniel's doesn't want to do it underneath Bill if he's going to develop a quarterback he wants to do it on his own terms and I think it's kind of like with Brady and Bill when it was like this was the time I think this is the time for them for for Josh to go as well so I'll yeah. leave it with that no I, I agree um and I think we've seen a, a a clashing of styles with McDaniels and Belichick like McDaniels is so Belichick is more um well besides the fact of old-fashioned quote-unquote but like he's more of a pocket passer like I want Brady I want a Drew Bledsoe, like, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I want a dinosaur back there. Whereas McDaniels has been trying to say, like, I like Tim Tebow. Garoppolo could pull off some bootlegs that we've seen in um, Shanahan's offense. Uh, he liked Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville. He liked Mayfield and his athleticism coming out of uh, Oklahoma. Like, so we've seen, we've seen McDaniels want to get a more mobile quarterback. And so maybe some of the hindrance that we've seen in the offense is, is, with the fact that the Patriots don't have a wicked mobile quarterback. Sure, they had Cam Newton this year, and we saw a little bit more um, a little more designs. Like, there was, like, quarterback design runs, all that stuff, kind of like like that. But that isn't rocket science. It's it's Cam Newton. He's 6'5". He's built like a linebacker. Like, yeah, you're just going to run him because it's Cam Newton. Um, so maybe he flourishes somewhere else, and I, I do wish him the best of luck. Like, it's not like I'm like, yep, I hope McDaniels falls flat on his face for leaving us. It's like, no, if you leave, I hope you do really well because it shows... That Patriots dynasty was just loaded all ends. Like they had a great, they had a great defensive coordinator in Brian Flores at one point. They had um, maybe Mayo becomes a good defensive coordinator somewhere. Like if he leaves, stuff like that. McDaniel's was a mastermind. They had Belichick, Brady. Like we just had an embarrassment of riches here in New England. But I think it's 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 done. Like just 
move on. Belichick, Belichick's leaving eventually. He'll probably be out within the next three years or so, I would say. I don't know how you think about that. but Yeah, I'd, I'd say three. I think he wants I'd, to try to give it one more shot to, like, show he doesn't do need something? Brady, but yeah. it's, he's only which, got a Which is years. why we we heard him say, uh, I don't know if I brought this up on last week's podcast. I don't think I did. But, like, Belichick basically hinted at the fact that I'm going to go all in this offseason. Like, you will see, like, things changing. Um he he said in like one of his exit press conferences, but basically he hinted at like, look, we know shit needs to change. Stuff will change. We'll come back like a much different team next year. So I'm sure Belichick will come back reinvigorated and with a bunch of different talent. But yeah, with with him soon on the way out, and there's real like right as we speak now, it's all hypotheticals for the team being good next year. Because right now, as we currently stand, they don't have a quarterback, and the rest of the team is meh. Like they're not. They don't. They don't. Any, have, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have they Offensive don't have talent. they don't have enough weapons on offense. They don't have a strong defensive line or linebacker core. At all. They have like no linebacker core. Like, they have like Josh Uche and Hightower's retiring. Yeah, Hightower's reported to is probably gonna retire. Um you have Uche and Winovich is playing edge. Yeah. You don't uh, have and Fernie Simmons is also playing edge too. Like you don't have you don't have a strong you don't have a run defense. You have a good secondary nope. still. But you, and you have a good offensive line, but you need to resign Andrews and Ortuni if you yeah. want to keep that going. So and then you need to figure out if Win can stay healthy for the future. Yeah. So and so there, I didn't. We didn't mean to turn this into a New England type thing here, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it starts to break up in the, in the coming years and starting with McDaniel's now this offseason. I think it'll be McDaniel's to go yeah. now. I think Belichick's gone within a couple years, two three years. Um, what does that leave us? Is Steve Belichick the coach behind him? I don't know. Um, He's been the pseudo defensive coordinator with Mayo sharing duties um, the past year or two. Um, where does Mayo factor into the future? Does Chad O'Shea come back? There's been talk of Chad O'Shea. Like there's there's a bunch of different things going on. Um, but uh, my guess is that it starts to break down this offseason, and the head of it is McDaniel's. Like he's he goes to Philadelphia and he starts the the deconstruction of the Patriots. Is what I would guess. I would agree. And with that, I'm gonna cut this rant off. Yes, please do. <laughs> This has been a long-winded rant. That's 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 like, I don't know what, 10 years of angry Josh McDaniels takes bottled up into like a good 10, 15-minute segment of me yelling. Yeah, hasn't anyone told you you got to talk about your feelings so this doesn't happen? No, no one told me that. Should I do that more? You should talk about your feelings so this doesn't happen. I'll I'll have my own solo podcast so I can just scream about Josh McDaniels into the the void for 45 minutes. And yeah, that's Zach's shameless plug for Zach yelling into the microphone by himself (laughs) when he's mad. Whenever I make that podcast happen. The intro will be pure screamo. <laughs> It'll just be all metal music that I don't even listen to. It'll just Whatever will set the mood for an angry podcast. Or just like, hello darkness, my old friend. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Alrighty, well yeah. with that, we will talk to you next week and hope you have a good one. Yeah, we will also be, I didn't mean to keep this going, but we'll also be getting into the conference championships upcoming too. So As well. See you everybody. See ya. See ya.